Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good. This uh, poem that you chose for this week is uh, a little bit unusual. It talks about patients in long-term care facilities, but specifically about anxiety. We know that anxiety disorders are among the very most common mental health problems that we face. Many patients with anxiety disorders find that conventional treatments are insufficient or not really working. Others really want to avoid medications, so they turn to complementary and alternative medicine, uh, often abbreviated CAM. Studies suggest that as many as 40% of patients uh, treated in a primary care practice for anxiety use some sort of, of complementary and alternative remedy as at least part of their treatment. And this may be because those who are treated with uh, conventional medicines don't respond completely. Sometimes the medications have side effects, uh, residual symptoms. Uh, sometimes they result themselves in some kind of impairment. So available research generally supports complementary and alternative medicine. Not surprisingly, many of these uh, sorts of treatments haven't been subjected to rigorous clinical trials. Regardless, aside from the cost of some of these complementary and alternative medicine treatments, they have few side effects, and many of them have other benefits, such as physical uh, exercise and meditative and spiritual and religious activities, etc. One group that is prone to anxiety but often ignored are the elderly who are living in long-term facilities. You found a poem from a journal that I don't regularly read called Age and Aging. It was published 2022, and it attempts to answer the question, what pharmacologic and non-pharmacologic measures are effective in managing anxiety in residents of long-term care facilities? Mark, I, I wouldn't have thought that this would be an area of study, but it's very interesting. Yeah, this was an interesting study, and, and they did a, they searched the several databases, registries, they tried to find unpublished studies, that's called the gray literature, which is not studies in old people, it's studies that have not been published and are sort of in a murky gray area. Um, their methodology was solid, uh, they translated foreign publications so they could extract data from those as well. They identified 80 studies overall, but only 10 were felt to be suitable for actually pooling the data. Uh, none of the studies were low risk of bias. Um, the studies were very small in some cases, 11 patients up to 659. Most had less than 100 patients. And when you have small studies, they often are more prone to bias because of lack of resources. Uh, the interventions that they studied included medications, of course, but also music, touch, uh, multi-component interventions, exercise or movement, uh, robotic animals or therapy dolls, education, psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and reminiscence. Uh, the comparison interventions were usually, they, these things were being compared to usual care, social interaction, sometimes another active intervention, or placebo. Um, all of the studies included anxiety assessments. Anxiety was the primary outcome in only 15 of the studies. They didn't pool data for the studies of medications, of which there were nine, but they did conclude based on 
sort of a qualitative look at those studies that antipsychotics and anxiolytics were more effective than their comparators in reducing anxiety. So in the studies that did allow pooling, they saw actually medium to large effect sizes or benefits from music versus usual care, music versus social interaction, and massage versus usual care. Uh, there was significant heterogeneity, as you can imagine, with all these different interventions and different uh, outcome measures. And they report that the non-pharmacologic therapies are low risk, um, so they, but they didn't actually report any harms. But I think that makes sense that massage and music are, are pretty low risk interventions. So bottom line, the data on managing anxiety in patients of long-term care facilities is kind of limited, but suggests that medications, music, and massage can be effective. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Some of those I'm not even sure I understand. Uh, I mean, I guess I could guess what robotic animals are, but I guess the advantage of is if you get anxious uh, with regular animals, these animals don't make a mess. You have to clean up. Uh, I, I wonder um, how much of this, I mean, we're talking about a, a group that is relatively isolated. I mm-hmm. wonder how much of this really boils down to social connectedness and that things that connect people and that put people together are in fact uh, therapeutic? You would think so. Um, I mean, they didn't actually find that here per se. Some of those things like psychotherapy, CBT, touch didn't seem to have, or at least they didn't demonstrate an effect. That doesn't mean they're not helpful. It just haven't been terribly well studied in some cases. I mean, not not to hit my point hard, but, you know, sometimes uh, some of the psychotherapy and cognitive behavioral therapy and stuff is delivered uh, mm-hmm. over the internet. And uh, I don't think that massages has gotten to that point yet. So yeah. I will talk with you again in a week. Sounds good. Thanks. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. Mm-hmm.